Welcome everyone back to the Brocast. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network, and I am coming to you right after uh, UCLA's uh, three-point loss to Oregon on the road, 38-35. And if I had told you pregame that Dorian Thompson-Robinson would be out, Quentin Lake would be out, other guys would be weirdly absent, and UCLA would lose by three to Oregon uh, on the road, you would have told me I was insane. I would have told me I was insane. Uh, But nonetheless, it happened. Um, This was a game that literally came down to the last possession. UCLA had the ball with a minute and 20 seconds to go, more or less. Uh, Drove down the field pretty well. And then I thought a very kind of bang-bang false start uh, call kind of Delayed the drive a little bit towards the end. Demetric Felton then decided he was going to scamper off like 12 yards after he was clearly down, which wasted another 10 seconds, and they were just kind of in a panic rush with uh, 4th and 12 coming up. I thought that would have probably been a good opportunity for Chip Kelly to call his last timeout, although I know it's kind of a, a touchy situation because you're thinking you need that timeout to set up a field goal potentially um, if you get the first down, so... Tough decisions there at the end, but I don't want to focus over much on the final plays simply because UCLA put itself in position to win a game against a top 15 team on the road uh, in a game without uh, their starting quarterback. And in that vein, I need to address something that we talked about in the preview broadcast, which is that UCLA would have no chance in this game uh, with a backup quarterback because we didn't think much of Chase Griffin or... um, really any other option that's actually in the quarterback room. Well, um, this is me eating my words. Uh, Chase Griffin, um, I think, clearly showed he's at least a backup-level quarterback in the Pac-12. He did what a backup quarterback should be able to do. He managed the game really well. I would say, in terms of running the offense, uh, he did better than Dorian Thompson-Robinson probably usually does, and certainly better than he's done... um, uh, consistently over his career. Um, I think there are very clearly some limitations. I think UCLA did a good job of designing a game plan to prevent those uh, limitations from being um, disastrous. Um, I don't think he's going to be the downfield thrower that Dorian Thompson Robinson is, the you know guy who can throw off his back foot and rocket a ball to Dulcich 40 yards downfield. Uh, but managing the game, the run reads, just the the really just kind of feel for the game stuff where there was one play where uh, Dulcich probably fumbled the ball, um, but they ruled it a reception on the field. And then Griffin just ran everyone up to the line um, to get the ball off. That that play probably would have been reviewed uh, because when they showed the replay, it looked very much like it was a fumble. Um, but he just has, he had a real feel for it. Um, and then I think that drive in particular, I mean, there was another play where he just had this really controlled scramble to the sideline where he was like, okay, I'm aiming for just past the first down marker, not going to try to do too much. And he just went there. Um, I was really impressed with him, uh, relative, especially relative to my expectations. I did not think um, he was going to be capable of doing what he did in this game and putting UCLA in a position to win. Um and you got to give credit to Chip Kelly. Um, I think the design of this offense for this game, with all the two-back, with all the option, um, with the tempo, um, I thought this was, you know, maybe it's just very simply the case that Chip Kelly, when he's got his back against the wall a little bit, he he is kind of back to like that innovative 
type of mind. Um, you know, last week it was, oh, I've got to design an offense on two days notice. All right, well, here you go. Here's some tempo and some simplified stuff. And then this week it's, oh, I've got to design an offense with my backup quarterback on short notice. Okay, well, here you go. Here's some triple option and some two back. Um, it was, uh, again, it was a lot of fun to watch. It was uh, fun to watch um, these guys respond to Griffin um, and make plays for him. It was fun to watch Demetri Felton play the best game of his life. Uh, it was fun to watch Britton Brown run. I'm having a really good time watching him. Um, but even like Kyle Phillips working as that second back and the two back, um, just his ability to play in that role adds some increased versatility. And I know, I think we've seen that a little bit in the past. I think he has worked in the backfield on one or two plays in the past. Um, but this was probably the first concerted effort with it. And it was, again, due to depth chart issues. But you're looking at that and you say, well, that gives you some real versatility out of that spot if Kyle Phillips can flex into that role, right? Because Casimir Allen, I mean, we've we've been pro Casimir Allen on this on this uh, on this site for a long time, but uh, Kyle Phillips is a better receiver, and I mean, on that run, he looked pretty damn good too. Um, so there was a lot to like in this offensive performance um, from Griffin, from the coaching staff, from the running backs, um, just and the offensive line. I mean, obviously, you can't really have a good running performance like that or a relatively unblemished um, sack total against Griffin um, without pretty quality offensive line play. And I thought it was, you know, that's, that's one where we'll look back on it and look at it, but um, nothing was really jumping out as disastrous up there. Um, now, Griffin, I mean, obviously it wasn't perfect. Uh, he threw a couple of picks and he had the fumble. Um, I think... I'm judging it relative to my expectations and my expectations were it was going to be an unmitigated disaster. And it was very clearly not that, um, the two picks, it was one where I thought the announcers actually got on him really hard for it when it was a slightly overthrown ball to Dulcich, but I thought it was an okay read. Yeah. He had the real estate in front of him to make the play on it with his legs, but I liked that he was looking downfield, uh, on the hail Mary, he was hit as he threw. Maybe he shouldn't have held it so long, but really, I thought that was on chip for weird timeout usage uh, before the half. Um, if they were going to be aggressive, I think maybe he got his um, blood up a little bit because Griffin took a hit on the previous play, so he wanted to give him an opportunity to get get one back. I'm not sure, um, but it seemed like a situation if you were going to be aggressive, the aggression should have started with like 40 seconds whenever they got the ball back, not with six seconds to go and try for the Hail Mary at that point. Um it was also a very dumb call by the refs. It should have been unsportsmanlike when the guy was standing on Griffin instead of uh, the five-yard delay of game, but whatever. Um, but that, I mean, I'm not pinning that pick too heavily on Chase Griffin. It was, um, that seemed more like a coaching uh, error. Um, and then the fumble, the fumble was bad. You know, the fumble is, you know, loosely carrying the ball. You gotta, you gotta be tighter with it. But um, all things considered, I thought he was, I thought he was going to be unable to hit a lot of stuff that he was able to hit in this game. Um, there were a couple of seam throws that he hit right on the money. Um, he hit a sideline throw with some good velocity. And much of that came in the first half. And I think in the second half, he was shakier. Um, the throws were not coming um, as hot. And, you know, maybe Oregon took some things away that were a little bit more bread and butter in the first half. But all told, way better uh, than I was expecting. And I think... Um, should give you more confidence in at least um, Griffin as a backup um, at UCLA. I think um, you put up a stat line, you know, 195 yards, a touchdown on 31 attempts. Um, and then also managing it well on the ground. I think that's, that's pretty solid for a backup, especially against a team of Oregon's caliber. Um, 
And then defensively, I think it's going to get kind of lost in the shuffle because Oregon ended up with 38 points, but this was a good defensive performance. Really good. Um, Oregon's offense was really good coming into that and coming into this game. And yeah, you might say, oh, it was because it was against Stanford and Washington State. Sure. Um, but this was the most disrupted I've ever seen Tyler Shuck look. Um, he did not, he looked pretty damn solid in the first two games. And then for much of this first half, especially, he did not, he did not look comfortable at all. UCLA's pass rush was causing him a lot of issues. Um, they gave him some better stuff. I think the play callers gave him some better stuff in the second half to get him comfortable. Um, but he was disrupted for a lot of this game, and his stat line's not really going to show it. He averaged over 10 yards in attempt. Um, you know, he ran the ball for 31 yards, but there were periods of this game where he did not, he looked like a liability back there. Um, and then in the second half, it got a little bit away from UCLA's um, defense. They started taking advantage of the aggression a little bit better. But um, in that first half, when the game was really kind of touch and go, um, you know, there was a period where, I think Oregon was up 14 to nothing where it could have gone bad, but the defense I thought really, really stepped up uh, to make sure it didn't. Um, and looking back on it, I mean, Oregon scored 14 points off of um, literally two turnovers that were within the 30 yard line. Um, so, you know, not, uh, not a bad defensive performance. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. You can probably hear that in my voice. I mean, it was a for the first time in a long time, I would say it was actually an enjoyable experience watching a complete UCLA football game. Um, up front, um, Osa Digazua was once again uh, really studly, especially in the first half. Um, they were bringing a lot of different pressure. Um, they were moving guys around a lot, like just completely confusing Shuck before uh, the snap. Like they would bring up seven guys just like within couple yards of line of scrimmage and then suddenly all these guys would flow out or the whole line would shift one way um and I think it was just completely screwing up their reads they had to call timeout once because UCLA was showing just pure man and then they dropped back into a full zone right before the snap and it just um very clearly disruptive um but yeah I mean it was this was a really 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 um encouraging performance on both sides of the ball um for everything UCLA did in it and, um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if there's a whole lot else to say. Um, I think obviously there's, you know, I, I think a lot of people have justifiable, um, problems with moral victories or morale victories, as I saw the funny discussion on the board today. Um, I think this would certainly qualify as one of those, uh, where it's, you know, UCLA played well enough to win, probably, you know, could make an argument that it should have won, but for X or Y or Z. Um, but I, I think there is some value in that. I think there's some value in what they've discovered about the offense, especially the last two games, you know, even against Cal when they were running tempo, um, when they were using a little bit more QB run, it was working better this game. When they used some triple option, when they used a lot more two back, when they used some tempo, it was working better. I think there's a through line. There's a commonality there that can be drawn from all of this. Um, and UCLA can maybe find a formula that allows them to generate, um, you know, really good offense, you know, from here on out with, again, I mean, we're talking about 35 points they scored with a backup um, at quarterback. Um, and yeah, again, uh, part of that came on a fumble, uh, Quantrez Knight um, returning the fumble for a touchdown, but still pretty good offensive performance with a guy that we didn't think could really 
you know, execute the position at this level. So that is impressive. So anyway, um, UCLA is still one and two. Uh, so that's, you know, uh, obviously we're, we're talking them up pretty good these last two games, but it still shows up as, you know, one and one, the last two. Um, and next up, it's Arizona. No real way of knowing if Dorian Thompson Robinson is going to be back for that at this point. Uh, as Tracy wrote on the board this week, um, if he is in contract tracing because of uh, being in touch with somebody who has it, and that contact happened um, after last Saturday, odds are he would not be available for Arizona, which means we might get the Chase Griffin experience again, which frankly, I'm, I'm, I'm fine seeing more of that. That's cool. Because um, watching the offense run kind of the way it's supposed to run. And yeah, you can make the argument, well, this isn't the offense that Dorian Thompson Robinson was running. And I think that's fair. There wasn't as much two back. There wasn't as much triple option and so on and so forth. Um, But watching it run that way, watching it run with somebody who's, you know, he's got a really good feel for it, I would say at the very least. Um, I could watch that some more. I could see that some more. So Anyway, um, I think it was an encouraging game. I think if you watched it and you're frustrated right now, I think that's fine. But I think you also have to keep in mind that it was a a pretty good performance. Um, And I don't think it changes a whole lot in the macro. Um, I think you can still hold two thoughts within your mind that this was a good um, showing by Chip Kelly, that this was an excellent um, attempt uh, in a game against the number 11 team in the country, but also, um, you know, they're 8-19 now, and, uh, you know, that's that's still not great. Um, so we can hold, um, you know, seemingly divergent thoughts in our minds. We are, uh, we are humans, and we contain multitudes. But uh, this was fun, and uh, hopefully it continues to be fun through the last three or however many games there are this season. All right. Talk to you all again next time.